0: Section number fourteen of Glimpses of Bengal by Rabindranath Tagore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Shalida, thirty-first Chiesta, June eighteen ninety-two. I hate these polite formalities. Nowadays, I keep repeating the line: "Much rather would I be an Arab Bedouin, a fine, healthy, strong, and free barbarity." i feel i want to quit this constant aging of mind and body with incessant argument and nicety concerning ancient decaying things and to feel the joy of a free and vigorous life to have be they good or bad broad unhesitating unfettered ideas and aspirations free from everlasting friction between custom and sense sense and desire desire and action If only I could set utterly and boundlessly free this hampered life of mine, I would storm the fork waters and raise wave upon wave of tumult all around. I would career away madly, like a wild horse, for very joy of my own speed. But I'm a Bengali, not a Bedouin. I go on sitting in my corner and mope and worry and argue. I turn my mind, now this way up, now the other as a fish is fried, and the boiling oil blisters first this side, and then that. Let it pass. Since I cannot be thoroughly vile, it is but proper that I should make an endeavour to be thoroughly civil. Why ferment a quarrel between the two? 16 June 1892 The more one lives alone on the river or in the open country, the clearer it becomes that nothing is more beautiful or great than to perform the ordinary duties of one's daily life simply and naturally. From the grasses in the field to the stars in the sky each one is doing just that and there is such profound peace and surpassing beauty in nature because none of these tries forcibly to transgress its limitations yet what each one does is by no means of little moment. the grass has to put forth all its energy to draw sustenance from the uttermost tips of its rootlets simply to grow where it is as grass it does not vainly strive to become a banyan tree And so the earth gains a lovely carpet of green. And indeed, what little beauty and peace is to be found in the societies of men is owing to the daily performance of small duties, not to big doings and fine talk. Perhaps because the whole of our life is not vividly present at each moment, some imaginary hope may lure, some glowing picture of a fortune, untrammeled with everyday burdens, may tempt us, but these are illusory second asar june 1892 yesterday the first day of asar footnote 1 june to july the commencement of the rainy season end of footnote the enthronement of the rainy season was celebrated with due pomp and circumstance it was very hot the whole day but in the afternoon dense clouds rolled up in stupendous masses I thought to myself, this first day of the rains I would rather risk getting wet than remain confined in my dungeon of a cabin. The year twelve ninety three footnote one of the Bengal era, and a footnote, will not come again in my life. And for the matter of that, how many more even of these first days of Assar will come? My life would be sufficiently long could it number 30 of these first days of Asar to wish the poet of the Megadatta. Footnote 2 In the Megadatta, Cloud Messenger, of Kalidas, a famous description of the burst of the monsoon begins with the words, On the first day of Asar. End of footnote. Has, for me at least, given special distinction. It sometimes strikes me how immensely fortunate I am that each day should take its place in my life, either reddened with the rising and setting sun or refreshingly cool with deep dark clouds or blooming like a white flower in the moonlight what untold wealth a thousand years ago kalidas welcomed that first day of Asir, and once in every year of my life that same day of Asir dawns in all its glory that self-same day of the poet of old ujain which has brought to countless men and women their joys of union their pangs of separation every year one such great time-hallowed day drops out of my life, and the time will come when this day of Kalidas, this day of the Megadatta, this eternal first day of the rains in Hindustan, shall come no more for me. When I realize this, I feel I want to take a good look at nature, to offer a conscious welcome to each day's sunrise, to say farewell to the each day's setting sun, as to an intimate friend. What a grand festival! What a vast theatre of festivity! And we cannot even fully respond to it, so far away do we live from the world. The light of the stars travels millions of miles to reach the earth, but it cannot reach our hearts. So many millions of miles further off are we. The world into which I have tumbled is peopled with strange beings. They are always busy erecting walls and rules around themselves, and how careful they are with their curtains lest they should see. It is a wonder to me they have not made drab covers for flowering plants and put up a canopy to ward off the moon. If the next life is determined by the desires of this, then I should be reborn from our enshrouded planet into some free and open realm of joy. Only those who cannot steep themselves in beauty to the full despise it as an object of the senses. But those who have tasted of its inexpressibility know how far it is beyond the highest powers of mere eye or ear. Nay, even the heart is powerless to attain the end of its yearning. P.S. I have left out the very thing I started to tell of. Don't be afraid, it won't take four more sheets. It is this, that on the evening of the first day of Asr, it came on to rain very heavily in great lands like showers. That is all. End of section 14